0: He needed to be in London, following up on the latest threat. Instead, here he was at Thistledown Manor, waiting to play innkeeper to some stressed-out American, while Henry lay in a hospital bed, recovering from knee replacement surgery. How many times had he tried to discourage Henry from renting out the cottage? He'd lost count decades ago. This one needs to be here, Ian, Henry had told him on the way to the hospital. I know it displeases you when I rent the cottage, but rarely does it have any impact on you or your responsibilities. Well, it does this time. Honestly, it is not like you need the income. I've seen to that many times over. These guests of yours always need watching. You know the primary responsibility is to protect the portal. Henry had given him a sheepish grin. I know, I know. But I have my own gifts, and I cannot ignore them. I could feel it when I spoke to this woman. I believe her soul has been wounded. The peace of Heather Cottage and the nearness of the portal will do much to help her. He'd grimaced in pain as he shifted in his seat. If not for this damn knee, I would not have troubled you with this. He'd smiled then, his wrinkled face reflecting his inner calm. Don't worry, I'll be up and around in a few days. Peter and Martha will be there to keep an eye on her as well, and you can get back to the things you need to be about. Ian continued to glare at the telephone, his dark eyes narrowing, as if that inanimate object held full responsibility for his latest problem. Peter and Martha, they were the only hired help at Thistledown Manor, although they were more like family than employees, Peter had taken over the position of caretaker after his father retired. When he married Martha, she came to work there as well, as housekeeper and cook. They really did shoulder most of the day-to-day care of the grounds and house. And now, they wouldn't be returning until early tomorrow morning. Their daughter had gone into labor early this morning. Her husband's call had come out of the blue, so there had been no time to prepare the cottage for their guest's arrival before they left. Now, thanks to the weather, they were staying at the hospital overnight. Just one more thing to complicate his life. The intensity of the storm raging outside only added to Ian's irritation. The downpour that had begun hours ago would probably flood the valley below. That would most likely mean power failures again. From what little news he'd heard, the storm front was huge, extending north well beyond Glasgow. Surely the American wouldn't try to navigate the narrow back roads in weather like this. Perhaps this storm is good news after all, he mumbled to himself as he rummaged through the hall closet, searching for the emergency supply of candles. He glanced at the clock. She was an hour past due. Chances were she had stayed in one of the larger cities once she'd run into the storm. Thank the fates for that at least, The very last thing he wanted was to deal with the vacationing American on his own. Now it appeared he wouldn't have to. Ian smiled to himself, and feeling somewhat relieved, he carried the candles back into the library. After building a large fire in the fireplace, he settled back into his favorite chair to read, relaxing for the first time all day. "'Good Lord!' Sarah Douglas slammed on her brakes to avoid the cows in front of her car. It wasn't the first time in the last three hours she'd almost collided with livestock. She had known driving would be a challenge here. After the first hour or so, even traveling on the wrong side hadn't been so bad. But since leaving the A-76, she'd also had to contend with wandering animals— and roads that were narrower than her driveway back home. By the time she added in the rain coming down in buckets for the last few hours, her nerves were almost completely frazzled. Driving conditions alone would have been bad enough, but that was on top of 12 hours spent either on planes or in airports waiting for planes, not to mention the most horrible flight ever from Toronto to Glasgow. The woman seated next to her was traveling with two small children, one or the other of which was crying from the moment of takeoff until they'd landed.